Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Team Hellions Podcast. I'm Kevin Hellions Decent here with another story. Now, at the start, as a reminder, in case you find this some other way, you can read a new post by me each and every day over at TeamHellions.com. I contribute to many other sites as well. You'll see links on the site. You can follow me on Twitter at Team Hellions, like the Team Hellions page on Facebook, at Kevin Hellions on Instagram. We also have a Patreon. Uh, dollar level, $5 level. For the $5 level, you can ask for specific content within reason, within appropriateness, and the usual work on the site. All the details are there. So, I was at a wedding this weekend talking to one of my friends a little shout out here to the Our Strange Skies podcast nice paranormal podcast go ahead and check them out but anyways so we're talking and I got telling a story and he had never heard the story and said that should be this week's episode of the podcast so content let's go back to August 2008. So living up in Watertown, New York, myself, some of my friends decided to make the trip down Route 81 to Syracuse, New York to see a SmackDown ECW house show. This was during the WWE attempt at bringing back ECW. We all know how that went. But the ECW team and SmackDown team would tour together. And this was a Saturday night house show. So probably started around 6 or 7 if I had to take a guess, like most house shows do. And this night, later in the night, was going to be Brock Lesnar's first UFC fight. So we had our day planned. Let's go from Watertown. Go down to the bigger mall, Carousel Mall, Syracuse, now known as Destiny. Hang out for a bit. Head down, or over, rather, to the house show in Syracuse. Then make a short drive for dinner. Go to Buffalo Wild Wings, watch the pay-per-view, eat some food, head back to Watertown. Sound like a great day. Previously... When we spent the time at Syracuse Mall before a wrestling event, all the wrestlers were wandering in the mall. Just something to do. It's a good-sized mall. You know, look at look at shows now, like Figure It Out, where Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins go to different stores around the country as they tour for WWE. So it made sense for the men and women of WWE to spend some time shopping the mall, get some food, head back to the arena, call it a day. So we wandered the mall, and unfortunately, no wrestlers this time. Previous time, saw about 10. There were even autograph signings at the mall. This time, no one. But it wasn't a bad time. I bought some comics at one of the shops in the mall. Uh, we ate lunch at the food court, had a good time, head over to the show. Now, the show had some good wrestling at the start. Evan Bourne was still doing well. Shelton Benjamin was doing well. Some young, hungry talent on the ECW brand. It was a pretty good show. And if you've ever been to 
a wrestling event with myself or any of my friends, you may become aware that we love to start the slow claps. I cannot express how much we love to do it. There are many shows where you can hear it start, and I will tell you, it's us. Love to rally behind the face for his or her comeback. So throughout the night, we're a leading chance. We're having a blast with it. We're just enjoying ourselves. It's a good show, and it's moving along at a pretty good clip. So we figure, all right, when the show is over, we'll head over to Wild Wings. We'll get our table, watch UFC. The drive is not that big of a distance here. Then there was a match. An infamous match in our circles. One fit... One fit Finley. Very talented wrestler. Very much used by WWE at the time to help younger wrestlers get better. The younger wrestler he was in the ring with this night was Mike Knox, who most wrestling fans have completely forgotten about. Finley and Mike Knox wrestled a match. We tried doing a slow clap to rally, and another slow clap, and another slow clap, and boy, this match has been going on quite a long time. What the hell's going on here? Well, that match lasted damn near a half hour. Finley and Mike Knox going Broadway at a house show in Syracuse, New York. So match is mercifully over. We think, all right, let's wait for main event here, then we'll take off. Must be time now after that. Then they announce an intermission. So we have an intermission, more matches, then a main event. This show is going long for reasons unknown to us. Looking back, knowing what I've seen for certain indie shows, I honestly wonder if someone in the main event wasn't in the building yet and they were delaying, buying him some time. That's my current guess. Don't know for sure. Either way, we just sat through a terrible half hour. I can't even express how bad it was to watch this match. So we gave up. Said clearly the show is being phoned in. We're not going to see anything great tonight. But we really want to see this fight. So let's take off. We got our money's worth from the earlier matches. There's no one later on the card that we're super excited to see let's get out of here leave during the intermission head over wild wings very busy very very busy setup but we walk in three empty tables awesome go up get her name in they said hey there's five groups ahead of you but they're not that big groups all right cool we'll share a table with another group if you got a table that sits a certain amount, I'll, we'll, we'll split the table. Not a problem. Just to all be able to sit down and enjoy ourselves. Okay, cool. We'll talk to those people. We'll see how it goes. Thank you. So, Wild Wings is kind of set up that you could get a drink at the bar and hang out while you're waiting for your table. Most of them, anyways. So, we all get drinks. We're talking. We're spending some time. And, boy, those tables are still empty. Maybe, maybe they got cleaned up or something. Maybe they're waiting for a bill. No, those tables are still empty. These tables have been empty long enough that 
Finley and Mike Knox could have wrestled on them and had their exciting 30-minute match. Why are those tables still empty? Why are we still standing? Why have we not seen any other party get seated? So we ask, hey, wait for a table, and these ones are empty, and we're not the only people waiting, so we're just kind of curious why we can't sit there. That's when the waitress explains, oh, apparently there's some wrestling going on down the road, and a couple of the wrestlers decided to uh, reserve a table for themselves. They're going to come here when they're done. They want to watch this fight, too. Oh, well, now it's about, it's definitely around 9.30 or 10, somewhere, show's <coughs> getting started. Well, we didn't see some great up-close wrestling action at the actual wrestling event, but as long as we keep getting a couple drinks and pretend we're waiting for a table that we now know is not happening, let's hang out and meet some wrestlers. So we hang out and we wait and we see the car pull up. And there's Victoria coming out first. Well-known, long career in WWE. After this, had a very successful career in TNA. Should be in WWE Hall of Fame. Great women's wrestler. Victoria comes in. With her then, I don't know what was going on. Was it her boyfriend? Was it real life? Was it was it character? Was she a veteran showing a young kid how to drive around to the towns and make reservations. I don't know. But old Kenny Dykstra, Spirit Squad, when they're trying to push him as a single star, comes out too. Alright, we're starting there. So one of my friends opens the door for them and welcomes them into Buffalo Wild Wings as if we work there. Now, now a character is born. So as other wrestlers come in, Brian Kendrick and Ezekiel Jackson, when they're teaming up, the Hardy Boys... Uh, I believe Ashley Mazzaro was with Matt at the time. May have come in. Could be wrong. But multiple wrestlers come in the building. And we decide to welcome them to our home at Buffalo Wild Wings. Because we don't have a table. (laughs) Entertaining. Nice little conversations with the wrestlers. They all sit down and get their table order. Make it there plenty of time for the Brock Lesnar fight. Which most of us know lasted no time at all. And then we realize we're still standing and the fight's over. Probably still not getting a table because he was not the main event fight. So there's more to come. Well, we give up at this point. We gotta eat. Clearly we're not getting tables here. We're not out much money. We've had a couple drinks at the bar. We gotta get out of here and get actual food. So we drive across the street to a place called Tully's. I would like to tell you what Tully's is like, but I don't know. Because while Tully's closed at midnight, at least according to the sign on the wall, they flat out refused to let anyone in. Just said they're done letting people in for the night. Not a lot of cars in the parking lot. Not a packed building. Not a fire code issue. They just weren't having it. Not a problem. This is a Denny's that we can see. Guaranteed 24 hours. Practically guaranteed service. Let's sit over at Denny's and just eat something. Denny's is now iconic in our group as the employer of one Slow Joe. This kid actually came up, introduced himself as Joe, and then proceeded to introduce himself many times. 
was the only thing he remembered to do was introduce himself. He forgot our drinks, he forgot our orders, he forgot silverware, he forgot napkins, he forgot to come back, he forgot everything. A waitress on the other side of the restaurant actually came over, apologized for him because he's known to be a terrible waiter and asked if we would like to move to her area. We refused. We refused to move. Not because we felt some sort of empathy for him. No, no, no. But because we just wanted to see at that point how bad this could get. Plus, also by this point, we knew we weren't leaving a tip for this kid. Or at least not much of one. Whereas this girl was hustling and would have deserved a lot more money. We knew old Slow Joe was not getting a tip. So finally, everything's out. Everything's done. The other waitress kind of backs him up. Helps bring out some of our food, our drinks, reminds him of things and all. So we ate, thankfully, finally. But Slow Joe does not deserve a tip. I know that the way the service industry is paid is horrible. And I get it. But there's also... I, I, I just want my food. I just want my food and my drink. That is literally all you had to do, and you didn't do that. So I didn't feel compelled to tip. But the girl that's been helping him deserved tips. So we leave money for her that we know she's going to get cut in on. And that's more what it is, is leaving money for her, for her assistance. But one of my friends decided that it's not enough to not tip Slow Joe. That just doesn't bring the point across, because not tipping could just be that you're a jerk. You might just not tip anyone, no matter of how good or bad their service is. You need to go further with it to make the point of you are terrible. Do better. I'm not tipping you because I don't tip or I don't believe in tipping or I'm a jerk. I'm not tipping you because you are terrible. And he decided in that moment to leave a half of a dollar bill. It was worth losing a dollar for him to make the joke of tearing a dollar and leaving half of it. To make the point. I know. I know we're terrible people. We had had kind of a terrible night. And we're just in that mood. So thank you as I tell you this 10 year old story. Let me know your thoughts anytime on the podcast or anything else going on on the site. Thank you for listening, participating, being a fan and friend. And I'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of the Team Hellions Podcast.